with Jay Dubs and Rocky. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rockin' Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Day. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Busy week this week. Lots going Very on. Busy. You know, so the My Home Detroit City video was just released, um, yes. Team Money's project. And um, I know, Rocky, you're very familiar with it. I, oh, you betcha. I think you were part of that. Yep. Um, so uh, great job to everybody that was involved in that. And I really do have to give a shout out to Jeremy Stewart, also known as Red, and Tom Stewart for the amazing job that they did Um you know, putting this video together. Yeah, they did an excellent job. Within just like a few days, they did yeah, that. Yeah, that was pretty was, incredible. They worked around the clock, 24-7. Yep, Getting text it. messages at 3 in the morning. <laughs> so they did a great job. But then um, also Sunday, July 30th, um, the Unsung documentary on the dramatics is going to be released. That is going to be so, so cool. So, yeah, and our own team money is going to be featured in that. So Yeah, and you were there for that. I was behind you, the scenes. Got I got to, go to watch stage. it. Yeah. yeah, it was so cool. It's I, I love being behind the scenes on everything because mm-hmm. you just, you know, I'd like to see how that stuff works and yeah. what kind of questions did they ask them and everything else. And it was really, really cool. You got in trouble though, didn't you? I, I did. I was taking pictures. <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't take pictures, but so I, they didn't kick me you, out. So. They just, um, but <laughs> really, honestly, the only pictures I wanted was of uh, Tony getting his makeup done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were classic. I said, I, this will be worth getting kicked yeah. out. <laughs> you, I can't even picture T getting his makeup Oh, done. my gosh. It was <laughs> funny. So but funny. anyway, so yeah. It, it, so there's a lot going on. So uh, I, Sunday will be really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some interesting facts for you. You do? So you know how I'm always on a different health kick. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always I like, sure don't do. eat my food. And I'm always no on the one same one, food. the pizza and wine. <laughs> it, I, I prefer yours. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, then, um, then you'll look like me. So <laughs> oh, well, just stay doing what you're doing. You're beautiful, mama. Yeah, okay. Thank you, sweetie. Um, so, you know, I'm obsessed with the Daily Mail. So yeah. it's like my Isn't guilty pleasure. Yes, I know. It's so bad, but I love it. Okay. So they... Um, did they reported a study from Stanford University and it said that simply believing you are healthy can cut your risk of an early death by 71%. Really? Yes, which I thought was really interesting and they talked about like it was like a 21-year study and um, they went through and just surveyed after survey after survey of different people and their mindsets and and then they went back 21 years later and did the same survey and looked at those people and see 
to see who was still alive, who was in good health and all of those really? things. Yeah. So it was really interesting. And then um, they did a, they also did a study on hotel workers. So they told, you know, a staff of hotel workers that, um, who all had believed that they were unhealthy, that they had fulfilled their requirements for an active lifestyle just based on their job, like walking and standing all day mm-hmm. that they had filled those requirements. So they found that the people who believed, who were told that, they they lost weight, their mindsets were better. Um, they took other steps to improve their own health. Like they had that initiative where the other people who thought that they were sedentary just stayed and declined. Essentially. Wow. So it's just really interesting just that your mind is really that powerful. Oh, yeah. Of this rule. I just thought, that I, was, see, I I thought re- you would love that. I do. Now, is that a real study? I mean, that's yes, really, that was from that's Stanford University. Study? Yeah. And they, they, that's it was a compilation of other studies. And mm-hmm. so they're constantly doing those. I, I, I believe that, though, because that's yeah. like the key to everything. I mean, the power of your mind, the power of believing. Mm-hmm. But you know what else I think is interesting with what you just said? So part of the group was told, right? Yeah. So, so like so the power of words, too, yeah. and somebody else validating something that maybe you already mm-hmm. know. I wonder if that played a role in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about, about all the... Science yeah, behind it and everything The psychology else. behind it. Yeah. But yeah. it was just interesting. Though. Oh, I that, that is was. interesting. So if, we just be- if I just believe that I'm going to lose weight, it <laughs> won't matter how much pizza and I eat. I don't know if that's way. necessarily no? how they were approaching it. but I, <laughs> I'm, I can try it. But hey, you, you know what? It. There's somebody in our studio today that um, I think lives by this philosophy. Seems yes. to have um, an amazing level of confidence. So yes. We're going to get to him. We're going to get to him in a minute, but we do have to thank some people okay. for our show today. We do. Yes. Yeah, so, um, need great branding but can't afford a designer? Be your own designer with Maker. Join the over 1 million who've discovered Maker for creating unique and professional-looking logos and branding materials at an affordable price. Try it out today. Friends of the podcast get a free logo with code Nooner. Just visit www.maker.co slash Nooner to redeem your code. That's Maker, M-A-K-R dot C-O slash Nooner and enter code Nooner at checkout. That's N-O-O-N-E-R. And they'll and they get a free logo? Yeah, and they get a free logo. Can we do it? <laughs> Why not? Right? I know, right? <laughs> oh, well, we do also have to thank our sponsor, Tom Stewart Plumbing and Drain, serving the Metro Detroit Tri-County area. From leaky faucets to major plumbing repairs, Tom Stewart Plumbing can serve all your home needs. Uh, you can give them a call at 586-625-7800 or reach them at tomstewartplumbing.com. And he is, we know him very well. He's such yeah. a trustworthy guy. Um and we'll put up his uh, link and everything else on our on our site as well. Yep, and we've got one more. When change is the only constant, people and business must be built to adapt. The Nooner Show is brought to you by That Moment, a new podcast from Pivotal about the pivot that changes everything. Sometimes we recognize the need to seize the moment and change the course. Other times we have no choice but to pivot. During these rapidly changing times, pivots can bring uncertainty, fear, and looming possibility of failure, but can also open doors of discovery, growth, and change. In each episode of That Moment, business leaders and entrepreneurs share their stories of taking risk and finding success at work and in life. From self-driving cars to new sensor technology, the risk of driving is changing, and in turn, how we insure our drivers. In this week's episode, you will hear how Allstate is navigating this big shift in their business. And you will also hear from probably the only person who left the New Yorker to become a farmer. Naomi Starkman explains why she left. Find out on the latest episode of That Moment, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And I've listened to it, and it's an amazing show. And this sounds like a great episode, too. Yeah, that is awesome. um, Anyway, so it's time now for our our favorite segment. It is our favorite segment. (laughs) 
time for the What's the Wish, What's the Way, and What's in the Way. And this segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Change is a seemingly simple task, yet many of us are afraid to embrace it. However, our guest today embraced a big change his senior year of college when he decided to make music his career path. Xander Michigan is a folk Americana singer-songwriter who, after recording his first song, Never Going Back Home, in 2013, has skyrocketed into his new venture. Xander has since released two albums, toured both nationally and internationally, and has appeared in press facets around the world. CW50 Detroit said Xander is American folk at its finest. He brings out the traditional bluesy folk that we are also familiar with. Bringing his Dylan S. style to the Nooner Show, welcome Xander, Michigan. Welcome. Hi, ladies. And you're all dressed up for the occasion, just like go. you were the night we met you at the Detroit Music Awards. I have a face for radio. You do. You're a good-looking radio. guy. Yeah, you Thank should you. be. Uh, you should be on TV. Thank you very yeah, much. So welcome I'd rather to the be show. here, to be honest. With you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. So we met you at the Detroit Music Awards. Yes, ma'am. And um, of course, it was a really busy, exciting night. Did you have fun that night? It was so cool. Yeah. Did you network yeah. and meet a lot of different people? And well, you're working, but you're not really working. Yeah. You know, <laughs> basically. Every friend that I've ever met for the past four years was in the same building, and it was just like, isn't oh my that God. awesome? Was hugging and musical it was family, yeah. yeah. It was so, so. Cool. Yeah. so I know that uh, when we talked to you at that time, you had mentioned you were getting ready to go on a tour, yep. and that's why we scheduled you later in the summer because you're going to talk about that today. But before we do that, tell us. Let's go back to how you got started in the music, okay? Because yeah. you've had a lot going on. So how did it happen? Very beginning. Well. I Let's mean, start yeah. from the very I mean, beginning. Well, <laughs> when I was five years old, <laughs> my parents used to listen to the Beatles. And ever since I heard the Beatles when I was five or six years old, I was like, I want to be a musician. And that was it. Oh, really. so you did. That so, was your career path. I mean, that's I what was, you wanted. Since I was little. I mean, when you're that young, you don't really know what that means or how to go about it. But, I mean, I played in the school band. I learned how to play guitar. I played in bands in high school. Okay. Um, as well as, you know, like the drum line and stuff. And... Uh, played in bands in college and I like kept pursuing music in different ways that I didn't know what I was doing really and then senior year of college <clears throat> I uh well junior year of college I listened to Bob Dylan for the first time mm. and then what so, turned you on to that my roommate okay she was a music junkie mm. and um she's like you gotta listen to this guy and I said who's this guy <laughs> Bob Dylan. And um, I was like, if this guy can you, do you, you this, did, I can do this. But you knew who Bob Dylan was, right? I knew who he was, okay. but I had never listened to him before because okay. my parents mm-hmm. didn't listen to Dylan. They yeah. listened to Beatles and the Stones. And okay. it was like gospel. Uh-huh. Or, you know, and, uh, and I was like, who is this guy? What the heck? Why can't I do this? Wow. So, and my same roommate was the one who gave me my first harmonica. I mean, funny, funny enough that that oh, happened. Oh, Wow. And uh, then I strapped the harmonic on and I... And that was it. Now, what were you majoring in? Industrial engineering. Were you really? With a minor in modern Greek studies. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. We were taking bets, actually, on the way down. and, And I said... I I have a feeling he majored in sales or marketing because when you look at everything you've already accomplished in such a short time with mm. music, you have to be 
you have to be a good salesperson. I mean, you have to know how to network, yeah. network and, and make those connections to be able to play some of the venues and events and, and tour and everything you've already done. So I thought for sure yeah. it was going to be sales or marketing. I did not picture engineering <laughs> at all. To be fair, though, um, the coursework at school was pretty varied and we got to take some cool extracurricular. So I took like uh, – Marketing 101, Did and you? I also took entrepreneurship, and we mm. had to do like this huge final project. So those two classes alone were huge building blocks for the way that I've modeled what I've done right. in my music career. Right. So aside from all the engineering, you know, stuff. Wow. Wow. Okay. So it was. I read that in your at your senior year of college or junior. I don't remember what it was, but you released a song. Uh, uh, like a demo album. A demo. Actually. Oh, okay. It was a demo yeah. album. It, it Which was is like also four... a song. Okay. The song was the album. Yeah. It was like four months. It took you to write like 14 songs or yeah, something yeah. like that, wow. right? Yeah. And then that sort of kickstarted everything, right? It did. Yeah. It now, really did. are you an engineer by day? I am. Okay. I work for Ford, actually. Oh, wow. do you really? Yeah. So, so do you write their jingles at all or anything like that? I wish. <laughs> well, have you thought about it? That's probably next for you. I think that would be pretty cool. I don't sure. know if I'd be overstepping my bounds asking HR be like, hey, can you put me in touch with know. somebody from the marketing department or something? <laughs> Skip HR, just yeah. go right <laughs> to, the to the marketing department. department. Yeah. You look like the type yeah. of person that would do that. Just walk in there. Yeah. Hey, guys, okay. what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? So, there yeah. you go. What are you working Oops. on? Listen to this. There, so <laughs> what happened after you released the demo? <clears throat> uh, kind of walk us through how you got to uh, playing some of the big festivals. and. It was totally weird. So... I did that in Ann Arbor. So I was still living in Ann Arbor until like August of 2013. So I'd recorded it in June and I was moving back home in the fall. Now, where was back home? Uh, Clawson, really. Oh, okay. Just, like, just down the street, yeah. Okay, even though you wrote a song that said you were not going back. I know. Go, <laughs> Go figure, ahead. right? See, Isn't that funny? That's, yeah. that's like you don't walk around and say, I'm never going to get married because you'll be the first one to get married. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Good thing I never say that. Yeah. Because, don't write a song yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, and then I came back home and I started doing open mics around here, like Dino's and things like that. Dino's, I think, was my first ever show in Detroit, my first ever performance in Detroit in like September. And then I just kept meeting people and I started working at Dino's and I met so many people because so many people live in Ferndale and they come, they used to yeah. come drink there and stuff. And like, I probably made most of my early connections just by bartending and serving at Dino's. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's probably how I got on like the, um, what was that festival? The, uh, Metro Times blowout. Uh, I played River Days and Arts Beats Needs yeah, that, those are first, great that first festivals. year. Totally didn't know what I was That's doing. That's unheard at all. of. I know. Usually you have to yeah. bag and crawl and, <laughs> totally. you know, yeah. maybe even grease palms. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was unbelievable. And I think just because, you know, people like that I served them drinks, maybe. <laughs> no. I don't oh, know. The key? <laughs> yeah. Right. Who cares about yeah. the open mic nights? You know? And I just, I just met so many people. I was out probably like six, seven nights a week you know either at dino's or playing different open mic nights and meeting people and i just you know that's what i thought i should do so Mm -hmm. i did it and it worked out pretty well so and how did you end up playing now this past summer you were in the uk right yes yes so when were you there i was there i left on my birthday june 30th and i got back on the 9th of july so just eight days Oh, eight days? That's all I could afford to take off of work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and how did that happen, though? How did you get a tour like that? Um, so that was another just reaching out to a random person. Um, I knew 
I didn't know. I knew this Greek American because I'm also Greek. So mm-hmm. you know, when you meet a Greek person, you're like, oh my god, your family. Yeah. You know, it's that's, that's like Italian. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he was he was a Greek American living in the UK, and I reached out to him, and he put me in, you know, on like that Detroit booking Facebook group page. He had one for the UK, and it was all oh. these UK promoters like posting stuff and. You know, I posted a video in there and then this booking agent got a hold of me and said, hey, you know, I really like your stuff. I think it would go well here. You should, you know, think about doing a trip. And I said, you know, my mind was, (laughs) you know, blown. And um, like six months later, I was on a plane to go over there. Just like didn't know this person. Yeah. You know, just emailing. No back hesitation. And forth. No, no um, you weren't I, concerned at all. I mean, I told my mom, I was like, or my parents, I was like, if nothing else, this is a vacation. Like, if I yeah. go and she doesn't show up, yeah. I'm in England for a week. <laughs> yeah, so, that's like, true. you know, what am I going to do? Just <laughs> right. hang out. Yeah. Right. So there was like, to me, there was no downside, really. I mean, right. we had this whole, and this was in November of 2015. That, this was my second time going over there this summer. Oh, okay. So did yeah. you go to the same place then or? I, I like confuse that whole story. So November 2015 was when I met this Booker lady and we okay. went over for the first time and did the whole thing. And then this next time she wasn't able to help me. So I reached out to all the contacts that I had made the first time I went over there. And then I expanded my network and I went to a bunch of different places, places where all they were all from. Wow. wow. So it was sort of the same people, but mm-hmm. we played different shows in different cities because they're from different places. So wow. did so. you partner with other people as far as like, did you open for popular oh, yeah. bands in in yeah. the UK? Is that how? Well, so every, so every different city, I met a different friend of mine that I had met from the first time. And so they would pair me with local bands or they were in bands and... You know, either it was a bar gig and you're, you know, playing to some rowdy people or you're opening up for one of the local bands that your friend is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was different every time, but it was people that I had known that are in the music industry that were putting it all on, wow. putting it together. So wow. what yeah. an experience. What'd you take away from from that? Um, I think my main experience, especially with all of the things that are going on in the world mm-hmm. lately, is that. You know, there are kind people wherever you go and that it only takes one bad seed to ruin the apple. And that's, I think, really what it is, because, you know, English people have such grace when dealing with issues like that. And they think, you know, why am I going to stop living my best life just because of some one nut job? Right. Doing something stupid. And everybody was just living i mean there was no fear there was no this, wow you really know. there was wow. yeah it was great i mean and i don't think that you would have seen that in other countries necessarily mm-hmm. um but even all my friends they were like because we were you know it you puts it really puts it in perspective i mean there was a we were in a square full of people you know like enjoying the day and they were like you know look at all these people here right now they would only take one of these you know 350 people to make everything not okay right you know it's just one person right and they were like so there are really that few bad people right it just takes the one and i was like 
it was so cool because when you surround yourself with really good people, right. any experience that you go through is the best experience. Right. And so I was there. I mean, it could have been the worst the worst time in the world, but the people were so great that it didn't even matter. Wow. But everything turned out to be better, so it was fantastic. And, but, and how, how was your music received in the venues that you played at? Really well. Pretty good? Yeah, it was really well. And yeah, so really are a lot received. of those people following you now on the mm-hmm. different sites? And, yeah. and is that are you going to go back to the same place next year? Like, is this going to be an annual trip you think it's so hard because when you meet more new people you want to go check out what they're doing but you still want to go hang out with your old friends right Right. and you don't get the opportunity so it's it's hard to say yeah and i just wish that there was more time that i could just do it all yeah but it's you've done a lot i've done a lot and i'm ready to do more (laughs) well yeah i read that you said um that your goal was to become a household name. Of course. Of course. Why not? Well, no, I think it's a great goal. But how does that work? Um, it's a, it's a fan- You tell me. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I knew. But no, seriously, because it's it's a long road when you, when you have a goal like that. Mm. And um, how do you stay committed to it when, you know, there's so many distractions and um, so many disappointments? How do you stay committed to it? How do you stay positive? How do you keep working towards it if that is your ultimate goal? That's really hard to say because, you know, people that I've talked to that are professionals in their areas of focus are like, if you're going to do this as a career, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You, right. know, you have to realize that if you want to make it a hobby, then it can be all fun because you can do it whenever you want. But I right. Mean, if you want to do this for real, you got to suffer through it and you have to grind and most of it's going to be pretty unpleasant, you right. know, like being in a smelly van and touring and, you know, yeah. being dirty all the time and not showering and, right. you know, like dealing with criticism and things like that. Um, I think that for me anyway, connecting with people is the most important thing about music because, I mean that's what it is it's just emotions wrapped up in a pretty format that people like to listen to you know yeah you know a little bit of yourself going out to the world and you know being accepted or received in a certain way and i think that when i when you go on trips like like this for example when you just connect with people that are so unlike you and that have never heard you before and you know you're wearing this star-spangled thing and people are like who is that like what is this even about and they act, you know, warmly to you and they treat you like family and they let you into their home. And it's just like, I mean, that's the stuff that to me is what music is all about. And that's what keeps me going. So you that know. sort of carries you through when, yeah, when like, it's not I want to so do more of fun. this. Right. Yeah, you know. right. You're able to keep that in perspective and, right. and keep that in front of you. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was... I, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Oh, no. Choo-choo. Oh, gosh. Get back it. on the train. Yeah, because you talk too much. So. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I keep looking. I'm sorry. I'm not, like, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, like, it's her thing. First, you know? she yells at me okay. because I talk no. too much. I want to go back. So you've had two albums now that you've put out. Two full albums. Two full albums. Yeah. That Never Going Back Home was like an acoustic demo. Okay. And then since then, two full albums. Two. Okay. So really oh. three. Yeah, we'll two see. and a half. Two and a half. Two okay. And a half. Yeah. <laughs> um, Who's yeah. counting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's still pretty incredible. Thank since you. you've started in what 2013, and 2013. to put two and a half full length right. albums out yeah. like right. that time, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Um, so, how? What have your inspirations been for each album? What were, you know, how do you find inspiration? Mm, that's interesting. Um, 
obviously listen to a lot of different types of music. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to just folk music, obviously. Yeah. Um, I listen to a bunch of different genres of music and, you know, I get in- inspired just by listening to a new song that really like pumps me up and it makes me want to go write a, write a cool song that I think will pump other people up or just going through life and thinking about things in a certain way, maybe emotions that I'm having or like when I hear something that somebody says that's funny or that's mm-hmm. like kind of weird, I'm thinking, Oh, that's an interesting topic for a song. I'll write that. I'll write it. I have my, like my note section in my phone has just like hundreds of <laughs> like little one liner notes in it yeah. that I go back to every once in a while and write stuff out with. Um, and inspiration can come from anywhere. You know, I think that just trying to sit down and write is not productive. Mm-hmm. It has to come more spontaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, the typical like love and loss and, you know, there's some like drinking songs and, um, you know, some more deep songs. So it just, it's all over the place. And I think it's better to do it that way so that there's a range of emotions that people can tap into, whether they want to like party or whether they want to be sad, mm-hmm. you know, cause, or you can party and be sad at the same, <laughs> yeah. same time. I mean, it's, you know, so you never know. A lot of times if you drink too much, you end up, end up sad. sad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you yeah. write a lot about your personal life? Do you incorporate a lot of of that interior in a cryptic way yeah if you were listening to the song you wouldn't be like oh my god xander was going yeah. through some stuff yeah. there <laughs> you know it's uh it's a general i like to keep it more general so that people can be like oh that could be about me yeah you know, that could be about mm-hmm. what i went through but also you know if you were to ask me like what's that about i would be there's you know some yeah. story of some way in right. most of the songs yeah so, we're, we're gonna yeah. play one right now yeah. can we yeah okay we're gonna play you remind me of a girl i once knew Sweet. like that song Fallen in love about a million times 
but none of them were true. I fell in love with her way back then, but maybe, just maybe, I was falling in love with you. You remind me of a girl that I once knew. You remind me of a girl that I once knew. You remind me of a girl that I once knew. Awesome. That was awesome. Absolutely, it really awesome. was. Now, are you play with the band too occasionally, right? Or on special occasions? Oh, special occasions. Logistically, it just wears me out. It doesn't. I, <laughs> I, I can't handle it. <laughs> so, well, then, how do you how do you do everything by yourself as a solo artist? As far as writing, recording, promoting, booking. It's hard. <laughs> do you know anybody? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I don't. <laughs> Actually, I do, but. Uh, but you seem to be doing a pretty good job of it it's, on your own. Do you have a team of people that help you out or no? no you no. really just run all aspects of the business. It's just me. Wow. wow. That is incredible. Yeah. I so scatterbrain. There's just no way. Yeah. I w- <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, I it's, I couldn't mm-mm. I can't yeah. even keep track of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't respond. Uh so what was the inspiration behind that song? Uh that one is not as personal, but um Oh, I was hoping to get a good juicy I know, I was story out of that one. It's, a, it's, it's interesting when it's sort of about falling in love when you're young for the your first love, you know, for the first time, and then it falls through like young loves always do. Mm-hmm. And then years later, you meet somebody that reminds you of that oh. first love that you yeah. had. You know, you know, I fell in love with her way back then, but maybe I was falling in love with you. You know, you you feel that same kind of thing for the right. second time and it's you know you remind me of a girl that I once knew oh so I love it you know, I do too yeah so it's beautiful kind of cute it know, is and a happy a sad but happy ending yeah and, now um mm-hmm. what's the one thing that has surprised you the most in this business like after you really got it got into it and you you know with interviews with touring with um all the festivals you've played what's the one thing that's has surprised you the most Gosh, that's that's a really hard question. Um, I don't know. I guess probably um, how difficult it really is to actually gain momentum. Right. Because you think I'm going to play a show and I'm going to have some new fans and I'm gonna, they're going to you know click like on Facebook and maybe they'll buy my album and. Right. It just doesn't work like that most of the time. Right. And it's, I don't, I think the psychology is hard to grasp because it's a, such a psychological game that you play when you're a musician. You In know? which way? You know, constantly inundating social media and having the witty banter on stage and, you know, trying to network and stuff like that. And it's, you know, I haven't really figured out how to launch to the next platform Mm -hmm. yet if you do you've got to come back on the show because there's a lot of people that want to know that and i mean that's probably a common thing right because i mean i don't know the it's the music seems pretty self self self-explanatory you know networking with people i'm you know pretty good at that um 
booking and promoting is way out of my league. I hate doing that, but it's obviously part of the part of the game. But that's probably the I mean the biggest mystery in the yeah. music is why won't people stick with right me? You right? Know, they say that they love it, but right. they're not right. And I think I came up with sort of how it is in a little bit. Like when you're first starting out, you're relying on your friends right. and people that you know to adore you basically and come right. to all your shows and stuff like that. But in the long run, the people that are chasing after these celebrities are not friends. Right. They're, they're fans. They're right. fanatic Fanatics, people. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, you're literally pulling your friend's teeth to have them be not – not all the time. Obviously, right. your friends like what you're doing. But, you right. know, after you play 10 shows in the city in the past six months, they're like, right. come on. Like, right. you know, <laughs> I can only see so many of right. your performances. Right. It's right. like I understand. Well, right. and, and, yeah. and as life goes on, too, everybody gets busy. Busier and, and yeah. they're all in bands yeah. and they you're have right. jobs and families mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, like, until you reach the point where you actually have a crowd of fanatic – people right. that enjoy your music and i don't mean fanatic is a negative word no no like, i understand exactly what you're saying but that's when you start to get the right groundswell right because friends can only really do so much for you right and i'm not at that point yet but i'm hoping to get there and, and I, as far as trying to get there because i think that's the goal for for most mm, people in, yeah. in the business um who do you study like do you do you um you know, study the the history of other musicians, their stories, their struggles. Who who do you really? Um, That's a great question. Read about or so. I'm I'm such a researcher. I mean, as of late, with all the stuff that I've been telling you about, it's been crazy. But you know, I mean, I've studied the Beatles. Obviously, I've studied Dylan, the whole '60s thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the folk revival. You know, oh my God, you're my Messiah, kind of thing. Uh, I love hip hop. I mean, I love you? you know seeing the celebrity of hip hop become so outrageously crazy the way it is yeah. right now, and their trajectory as well. Um, just a bunch of artists that I really like. You know, like the Strokes, the White Stripes, Jack White. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the Arctic Monkeys, like that kind of stuff as well. Um, you know, just sort of following. You know. What when did they release their first album? Like, am I on track to release? You know, to yeah. become where so they are at? Do how old they are? That, oh yeah, you do study all of that for sure. And, and, and I have it, books at home, and I email news what, posts. And what's like, the best book you've read? Um, a recent book I read by I think his name was Tom Jackson. It was uh like on stage, like crafting the live performance. Oh wow! He talks about you know crafting your set list in a certain mm-hmm. way as to evoke certain emotions and like placement of your body on stage and who really? you're looking at and making eye contact and witty banter and it was like something that everybody should know but just right. kind of takes for granted or doesn't realize it's so important to have right. you know that everything right. and it was really interesting it was really cool um, and I learned a lot from it you know and um, it's made my show better for sure that's great what, yeah. what's the one thing you would change about the music business if you could <laughs> just one <laughs> uh, that's a whole separate show right <laughs> that's oh my gosh that's a lifetime yeah <laughs> uh, one thing I would change about the music business I don't know um, I think you can't really ch- I mean so many people that were like you know whatever 
out of their money back in the day, you know, with the lawyers and the shady deals and stuff like that. I wish it was more of a transparent industry in that regard, you know, because you hear the guys from like CCR and the Stones are like, we didn't make any money off those records. And it's like, oh, my God, what right. the heck? No. <laughs> right, right. You know, and that that makes me sad. Right. Um, but I mean, I, that's a whole different thing. And I guess the whole um, <clears throat> I've heard this from a couple different people that if you get signed to a major label, um, chances are that your album's never even going to be seeing the light of day most of the time. Mm-hmm. And most of the artists that get signed usually get shelved because they're not Coldplay or Rihanna or Adele or whatever. And I think, you know, I don't like that, but I mean, that's, you know, it's business. You hate to say it, but you know, it's just, that's sometimes the way it goes. Right. And, but I like the way that the industry is going more DIY. That really excites me. Right. And I think that, that change is sort of kind of how I, I love that that's the direction that it's taking. So Right. And you seem to be pretty comfortable with that too, doing everything. Do you have a business plan? I mean, do you do you plan it for, you know, long term being able to do music full time? It's not at that point yet, but it's mm-hmm. soon it's soon getting there. Um now that I'm in a much more stable space, I think being able to work six months out and work 12 months out is what I am shooting for next to be able to pursue it mm-hmm. because you can't just book a couple of shows and then quit your job and be right. like, I'm going to be a musician. I have right. two shows lined up. Yeah. This is going to be sweet. Let's <laughs> do this. You know? Like, well, you well maybe to, if you're living with your parents. Yeah. Huh? Right. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's working for me. <laughs> I, I just moved out of my parents' house oh, last week. Oh, so. oh, congratulations. congratulations. I live in Ferndale now. Oh, so, so that was the, all the yeah, that I got you had back from on. England and I started moving the next day. Right oh, wow. Place. So jeez, oh, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're all settled now. I don't have a cu- I don't have a couch. I have a bookcase, a twin bag. Yeah, but you're a musician. It doesn't matter. Fridge full of beer. That's you're really to, all I have. To, that's it. Though yeah. you've got your fridge full of beer, you're yeah. used to sleeping in a van. That's normal yeah. for you guys. I can't even invite people over. We have to sit crisscross on the floor and like sing kumbaya together. Yeah, it's your meditation house. Exactly. <laughs> right. Grab a yoga mat, man. <laughs> okay, I have questions though because you have the most awesome style. Yeah, you Thank really you. Um, do. Yeah, I when we met you at the DMAs, I was like, this guy is awesome. Just what influences you? stylistically because your outfits and your just the way you put yourself together is and that's not a Bob Dylan look no No. but it's on point it's purposely not a Bob Dylan (laughs) (laughs) so first of all for people that can't see this tie has dogs on it Oh, and does I it love really? Dogs. So Aww, I found it at Regeneration, and I was like, oh "Tiny my God. little dogs, you they can't got even." Big blue flappy ears. They're so Aww, cute. How cute! <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so I love fashion, and not fashion style more than yeah. fashion, because fashion is trendy, but style yeah. is sort of like a personal, like an ingrown yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a lot of Esquire, GQ, Ooh. fashion books. Um, I really idolize, I idolize Dylan and the Beatles and the Stones, you know, for the fashion. And, you mm-hmm. know, I try to get, I try to rip different things off of different people and yeah. combine it all into one Xander aesthetic. Um, Jack White's a very stylish guy as well. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, and I don't know. I think, you know, 
I came up with this phrase in college, you know, if you if you dress better, you do better. Or you dress, if you dress better, you feel better. And if you feel better, you do better. That's so true. Yeah. And I do. I used to That's go true. into exams in college dressed like this because if I failed, at least I knew that I good. looked good <laughs> doing it. Hey, I'm going to try that. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to go do this. Now, did you start off with that style? It's like right in the beginning, over time. it has. Yeah, okay. it was kind of because you do. You, know, you, you you definitely make an impression when you walk in, and that's another thing. You know, people remember you, right? Like, even if they don't necessarily know who your music are, like, oh my god, you the guy with the fedora and the bow tie, right? You know? Yeah, like, the fedora. I remember you. right? Yeah. Right, love you know? the fedora. Yeah, there yeah. was a, a meme, and it was um, like dress for the job you want, not the job you have, and then exactly. it was like dress. So should I dress in angels' wings and lingerie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, I think we should start this. Right. That's <laughs> That's what I really wear to bed. Yeah. Angels yeah. lingerie. So, yeah. Is that pajama party in my house. <laughs> yeah, on the floor yeah. with the beer. <laughs> um, in angels wings. <laughs> if you had an opportunity to sit with Bob Dylan and had a one-on-one conversation, what would you ask him? I don't think that would be possible. I did. You did. He's such a just meanie. if you did. What would you? What would you ask him? What would you want to know? Uh, I think I, I think I'd ask him. Is it all? Is it all a lie? Because he many times throughout his career, he said, I've just made it up as I went along. There was no, you know, folk revival for him. It was just songs that he was listening to that he wrote like mirror images of and just became this phenomenon. Wow. And it's really intriguing because he's such a private guy that nobody really knows the truth. Wow. Whether it was just a fluke or if it, he really right. was into the whole thing in the 60s. But that's you know something that nobody really knows. Uh, could could wouldn't. it be possible that it? I mean, how could that be a fluke though? That kind of success. I don't know. <laughs> and he's been successful for fifty plus years, and he's right. still doing his thing. Right. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. So one of the things that I read that you said was, "I want my music to convey the sense of confidence that I hope to always carry with me, and that I think every artist should carry with them." I think so. Shouldn't it? But how do you develop confidence? It's easy to carry it with you if you have it. But how sure. do you develop it? And um, how do you keep it in, an, in a, you know, the business that you're in? That's tough. I mean, you really have to believe in what you do from an artist, from a creative standpoint. And I think you have to make music that you enjoy and believe in. And if you don't, you know, or if you do it for the wrong reasons, you start to doubt yourself and you start to think what am I doing why am I doing this and I think it's important I mean integrity is mm-hmm. a big thing respect you know for yourself and for the industry and for your peers in the music industry um, and I think those a combination of those things as well as just you know having self esteem and you know all of those character traits that are developed it's hard to that's a whole other thing you know developing right. self esteem and things like that but so many artists that i know they're so talented you know even i don't i'm not always going to name any names but just like they you know they get down on themselves and they're just like and they're not fun to be around because yeah. it's hard to think like my gosh you're so talented like no i'm not you know i'm not this i'm right. not that and it's like Okay. Self-destructive. Okay, man. Self-destructive. You yeah. know, chill. Mm-hmm. You know, and you try to, and people, people want to be around you. I mean, people want to listen to your music when you're confident and when you're polite and when you're respectful and when you, you know, you try right. to convey your best self. Right. You allow you your know? fans to escape, not 
Exactly. When and you let show. them in rather than right. you know, alienating them and isolating them. Because right. that's not good music. That's not good business. That's not right. good life skills. Right. And I think that that's super important to blend your positive life skills with your music as that's much as possible. Great wow. advice. That's you know? fantastic. Do you have a yeah. good core group of friends, um, family that really are supportive and really believe in you? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's it's hard to say because obviously my family's super stoked that I'm an engineer and they want me to like be, you know, yeah. successful engineer man. But right. I, you know, with with the more and more success that I've <clears throat> that I've been getting and the more positive feedback and you know, they're slowly beginning like, oh my gosh, this is like a viable thing. Like right. when my first album release party, like 150 people came, my dad was wow. like, but I was like, I felt like three people were going to show up <laughs> yeah. for this thing. I was like, just, just your dad, your mom. And exactly. I was like, see, yeah. you know, wow. this is what hard work does. And I think that obviously they're supportive, but right. it's hard to right. be supportive when you're like, I want to be a folk singer, mom. Right. I'm like, right. Oh right. my God. Right. All this what I taught you is yeah. fucked on the train. <laughs> you know? So, Isn't that the truth? It is the truth. Well, and it's especially anybody pursuing anything in the arts, I feel like that's yeah. always like, a big challenge. Yeah. <laughs> right. A well, little bit. We have to be a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's crazy. Yeah. So we do you it. Know? Yeah. Well, we're going to listen to Bathtub Gin. Oh, yeah. So did you make gin in your bathtub in college? I just want to know that. Ooh. Or did you... Did you drink gin? In your <laughs> did you drink gin? <laughs> Was that a, a college? Couple times. <laughs> a couple times. We won't talk about yeah. those nights. All right. It's <laughs> or mornings. <laughs> bathtub gin from Xander, Michigan.
boy, that is a grooving song. That, that is, is fun. so good. I would drink gin out of a bathtub listening to that <laughs> song. That. Yeah. that is an awesome song. I was hoping that I could do it like a Quentin Tarantino style music video, like set in prohibition oh, cool. of just like all the nutty things that are happening in that yeah. song. Oh, that would be cool. Oh. <laughs> so what's next for you, Xander, Michigan? What's next? I'm hoping to break into the college circuit. Oh, <clears throat> oh yeah. College kids would love yeah. this. Yeah. I've joined the like National Association for Campus Activities, so mm-hmm. I have access to a bunch of schools now. So I'm going to like start cold calling people and saying, hey, you know, I'd love to come play for you. Just start doing that. Start doing that. Uh, planning my next trip abroad again. Um, because I'm so excited. And where are you going to go? Back to the UK? Or are you going to... I have the opportunity, I think, to do mainland Europe. Wow, really? And I've never done it. Obviously, I've never done it. I mean, yeah. I've never been there. Um, so that would be just insane. How cool. Um, so the sky is the limit. The, oh, the world is my you. oyster. That's yeah. awesome. Good Thank for you. you. I love it. Yeah. Um, and how can people get a hold of you? How can they you know, check out where you're playing <clears throat> and learn more about you and get your music? Well, <clears throat> uh, so XanderMichigan.com is my website. Xander with a Z, uh, not an X. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Xander Michigan, Twitter at Xander Michigan, Instagram at Xander Michigan Official, YouTube.com slash Xander Michigan. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Apple Music. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Tidal. I'm on Bandcamp. I'm on CD Baby. I am on AMI jukeboxes all across North America if you are wow. so inclined and are at a eating or drinking establishment and I would love would Jones for some Xander Michigan wow. you can find me there um, you can email me at xandermichigan at gmail.com um, and I'm super receptive to notes from people I love hearing from people and great uh, you can basically find me everywhere okay yeah fantastic so, well all the yeah. best to you we yeah. thank you unfortunately have to wrap it up but we do want to have you back again so and keep up with everything you have going on you've yeah. got a lot going on thank you so much uh, for having so me. all the best um, our sip on this what's our sip on this today we Rocky? chose every week we are our sip Ooh. on this is reflected of our guests so we chose michigan awesome wine and nice. we did a white blend so <laughs> for xander perfect yeah so. for xander the great yeah because of my skin tone <laughs> that's for xander the great michigan awesome so Thank and you. then we do have our fortune cookies. oh yes we do have to oh. wrap that up so, so we toss our work, cookies we toss the cookies and then whatever way the prongs are facing is yours so this one is yours they don't like me <clears throat> no, they, what, like they're closest to you. Yeah, probably that one. Yep. All right. Do we open them and say them? Yes. Um, yes. Yep. We have three minutes, so we gotta open them, read them, open them and read them. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does it say? <laughs> a big fortune will descend upon you this year. Oh, that's a good one. I'm ready. Yeah, we want <laughs> Ladies, we're going to, we're yeah. going to Europe. Come on. All right. Hey. Oh, the Nooner Show will be there. Yeah, the Nooner yeah. Show will broadcast from there. Cool. I was going to say, make sure you come back when that fortune. Uh, Absolutely. You're the first piece of people I'm calling. There you go. We told you it would happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, luck is coming your way. Ooh, that's Ooh, a good yeah. one. Yeah. Well, the big fortune. Yeah. There right we are. Right. Just hey, it's already here. They're Mine says, together. you will soon be surrounded with good friends with a fortune with luck. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. Well, you will be called. Into a fulfilled position and a high honored respect. <laughs> You'll be taking pictures at his show when yep, he's getting Europe. a big fortune perfect. in Europe. What does yours say, John? Jess, what, what do you have? Mine says, Rough times are behind you. That's good news. Oh, yeah, that is. Okay. You're about to get a fortune, girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Xander, Michigan. You can look him up and uh, follow him. And um, any local shows coming up? 
this weekend, Saturday night in Ann Arbor at MASH, which is under the blue tractor on Washington. Sunday, I'm playing at the Trumbull and Porter Hotel in Corktown. Oh, perfect. Um, and that's it for right now. Okay, great. Yeah, so, I mean, weekend plans, those are two great spots yeah, to go to. For sure. For some All great right. music. Thank you for listening, guys. And remember, sometimes the only available mode of transportation is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith with us. Cool. Have a happy hump day.